0: I'm Marty Dodson and I'm Clay Mills. Welcome to Songtown on Songwriting. We've got a fun episode for you today. We're going to introduce you to Ellie Rivers, who's a Songtown artist and writer from LA. And I think you'll enjoy getting to know her and her music. we got so many talented people in Songtown that we like to um, feature people that are doing cool things. And later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about choruses. Well, one question we get a lot is, should your chorus change or stay the same? So we'll talk about that in a bit. First, I want to start you off with a song. This one's called One Step at a Time by Ellie Rivers.
1: just sit pretty and don't forget to smile. I didn't think I had a choice, so I put my dreams aside. Then I heard a little voice inside. Hey.
0: all right everybody we got a special guest in the uh, studio today ellie rivers is here to talk about her music so ellie just tell them a little bit about you where where you're from where you live and um, kind of just an intro to your music
1: of
2: course what's up you guys i'm ellie rivers thank you so much song town for having me on today um i am originally from iowa um i grew up very um in a i guess what you would call it a, a sheltered world musically um but i always always have had such an affinity and i guess a natural just calling towards music um it wasn't exactly what my parents wanted me to do but it's kind of one of those things that like if it's in your heart and it's going to set your soul on fire. You don't really have a choice but to follow it. Um, so I ignored that for a really long time. Um, but now I'm very, very grateful to be back on track with music. I just started releasing music in 2020. Um, and one of my favorite things of all 2020 is finding song talent. It's been so much fun. Um, I live in Los Angeles, California right now. So finding people who can sing those beautiful country melodies, my style is California country little bit of a soul twist to it um so it's been so so fun to be able to connect with people on the other side of the country and really get it dig into that creative process really fun
0: awesome yeah i don't think many parents go i hope my daughter grows up to be a musician or a songwriter <laughs> or their son either one yep yeah. i don't think i've ever heard that in fact i've had a lot of parents call me and go hey can you talk my son out of being a songwriter <laughs> I know which I have not done, and one of those guys just got his first number one song. Amazing! So now, now they're glad I didn't t- talk him out of it. That's
2: but, the thing; they think you're crazy, and then then they want to follow you.
0: So. Yeah, exactly. So, t- tell us a little bit about your songwriting, and um, maybe your you know your process, and just a little peek behind the curtain of like what you like, and when you're writing, you know what kind of songs you like to write, and that kind of stuff.
2: So naturally, growing up, I used music as, I, and I think a lot of people do, I use it as an escape. So I had, I finally got a keyboard when I was 11 years old. I wasn't allowed to play piano or do anything uh, musically before I was 11. Um, I'm not sure why I think that was the rule. There was five kids, so I think my parents were just like, pick something, and you get one thing. We don't have time to yeah. do all of it. So I finally got a keyboard, and I would just wake up in the middle of the night and go and put my headphones on. Um, and just, it was more like lamenting, I think, but I would just pour my heart out over these keys. Um, and that's really where music for me started to become a healing tool. Um, and I think I, when I wasn't singing, that's really the only time I would write a song was if something was bubbling up in me and I just had to release it. Um, so as I've, kind of started walking down this artist journey, um, being able to step outside of what is natural for me. I can write a sad song so fast and I can write like a ballady type thing and it can just flow out. So for me, obviously you don't want to listen to a record that is all sad songs. So I've really, and especially using Songtown this year, um, just worked on my songwriting skills. I, I believe it's a muscle. So being able to use that natural talent and ability that I have to write a sad song and shift those techniques into a more empowering song, into an upbeat song, into a party song. Um, so f- for me, that didn't come quite as naturally. It's becoming more and more natural. Um, but usually, before I would write alone a lot, again, at the piano. Um, But co-writing for me, usually when I go into a session, I'll come in, I have a whole list of songwriting ideas that I just keep in my phone in an app called Evernote. Um, And there's like 300 ideas in there. I just write them all down quick. I think it's what people used to do with napkins. I don't really own pins anymore, so I just put it in my phone. Um, So kind of whenever we're feeling that day, Um, if I don't have a piano in front of me, I will just use a track. I usually use um, something off of beatstars.com and that will just kind of help spur that idea, whatever it is. Usually I'll start with the hook um, and then kind of build the, the story from there.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of us use songwriting as our therapy. And I know I have many times of, you know, there's something that happens in life and the best way to process it is to try to write it, you know, write it into a song.
2: Actually, my the first song that I, um, when I was not singing at all, I uh, <laughs> I was writing this song, I was actually getting married. The marriage is done now, that's beyond this point. Um, but I was getting married and I really wanted, I was searching and searching and searching for a wedding song. and I just couldn't find a wedding song that said what I wanted to say. Cause like, yes, marriage is great and marriage is amazing, but it's hard work and there are ups and downs and that's the whole point is saying, I'm gonna, this isn't gonna be a fairy tale. This is gonna be hard work, but it's gonna be amazing. Um, so I wrote this song actually to my vacuum cleaner. I was vacuuming and then it just kind of started <laughs> going out. Um, and I asked a friend, I have a lot of friends in the music industry here in LA, but none of them knew that I sang. So I asked one of my friends to play a guitar part for this because I decided I would surprise my now ex, at the altar with this song because he loved it when I sang, but I was too afraid to open my mouth anywhere. So I was like, I'm going to write him a song. So I wrote this song, got the guitar part, and then I wasn't going to, I I decided I wasn't going to do it. I chickened out. I was like, I can't do it. The song sucks. It's terrible. Which I think as an artist, and if you guys are just starting out, don't listen to that voice. That voice is always there. It's never right. (laughs) Uh, So I was actually with a friend and she's like my surrogate grandmother. She, she was 83 at the time, I think. And I spoke her the lyrics for some reason and she started crying. And I was like, oh, wait, hold on. Maybe I should, maybe I should pursue this. So I called literally three days before I was leaving for my wedding. I called my other friend who's a uh, audio engineer. I was like, will you, I, I know this is last minute. Will you please just record this for me? And he was like, uh, okay, uh, okay, that's fine. Because everybody who is an audio engineer or producer, they all have the friend that can sing. Exactly. Yeah, really sing. It's
0: kind so of like friend the friend with a truck. Yes. When, they, when somebody's moving, they always call the friend with the truck.
2: So he, I could tell he was like a little bit nervous to be like, okay, this is going to, okay, we'll see what this is. So I go in. I didn't sing him the song. I just said, this is what it is. He said, let's try two different mics and then we'll see what we like. So I sang through it twice and he goes, okay, come out. And this, he's a pretty well-known audio engineer, mixing producer. Um, He's getting into um, producing artists now. Um, And he comes out, I come out, he takes off his hat. And I thought we were just gonna talk about the different mics. And he takes off his hat, he scratches his head and he goes, what the F are you doing with your life? He's like, you can sing like that? I was like, Oh, oh, okay. So then he ended up sending that song to a management company that he works with, that I'm also friends with. They're all freaking out being like, wait, who wrote this song? I was like, I did. They're like, okay, that's enough. You're done. You're doing this. You can't not do this. So I've honestly been spending all that time, like, getting over my fear of performing, getting over my fear of especially I think, and I don't know if this is for you as well, but when it is so close to your soul, it's very scary to then show it to somebody and leave it out to the world for them to judge it and put over whatever energy they want into it. So getting over all of that, and I've really just spent the last two and a half years doing that, working on my writing. Um, we had the first song that I wrote, I literally wrote it to my back.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. I You know, I think so many people struggle with, I guess it's what they call imposter syndrome of, you know, like, oh, I'm not a singer, I shouldn't be up there. I know there were many times I sat on a stage early in my songwriting career thinking, these people don't want to hear my songs, you know, and uh, what am I doing here? I don't sound nearly as good as the artists who sang them, and, and those voices can just take away so much joy from your life, and, and also like you said, they can cause you to not do what you've always dreamed of doing. Absolutely,
2: absolutely. And what's, what's great now is I've actually have a couple of friends and family members who have wanted to pursue music. And now they're coming to me being like, wait, how do I do this? And I'm seeing, I don't, it never goes away. And I feel like at every stage of your career, I think sometimes they get louder, but now to recognize that in somebody else it's so much easier to see it in somebody else and be like, no, don't listen to that. And if we could just do that for ourselves, it's much harder. So it's, it's really great to have, if you guys are just starting out build your community of people that, you know, you can go to when you're having one of those days. Um, Cause the voices will always be there. I don't think they ever
0: go away. No, that's so true. You know, and, I, and I think we're all so vulnerable to that mm-hmm. because we're artists and we're you know, we, we we do pour out our heart into our music. That that that's can be really tough, tough to fight off.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, talk about what what are you um, what are your goals with your music? What are you, where are you headed?
2: Hopefully to the moon <laughs> and back. Um, I don't know. I've always, ever since I was a little girl, I just I've wanted to sing and give people a safe place to feel a safe place to be able to express themselves even if maybe they are not singers themselves um i just think that music is such a powerful powerful tool for healing um it can evoke so many emotions so it's like i just want to share that with as many people who want to listen um as soon as covid is over i cannot wait to go and start performing um yeah i'd love i mean i'd love to have a couple grammys on my fireplace eventually. i would too great i think it that would be really nice there
0: <laughs> i think that'd be really nice so are you pursuing uh, are you on a label right now
2: i'm not at the moment um and it's kind of like i wanted to really when i start taking meetings with labels i wanted to come with a really strong body of work and really have who i am as an artist um just a clear vision of what that is because there's so many voices and so many different opinions happening. Um, I just really wanted to give myself the chance to just explore without other people kind of coming in. I have my team, obviously. Here. Um, I work with an amazing producer named Michael Nockney, but for now, I mean, I'm just kind of getting the whole package ready to mm-hmm. be like, here
1: I am. What's what's next?
0: That's great. Yeah. yeah I think so many people come to labels, and just go just make me a star you tell me what to do and and they don't really know who they are or what they want to be and that and that's a i've seen those people really get pushed around and uh, forced into things that they don't even enjoy and they kind of become miserable because they're not doing what's authentic to them so i think that's great you're taking time to do that
2: and it's been so it's been so fun you write songs that you think you love one day, and then you wake up the next day, and you're like, "That is not who I am. I don't like this." But it's just you, and you just get to know. I um, I call her my like my inner child is my artist. So I have conversations with her, like, "What do you like? What do you want to do? What would you What would you say?" Mm-hmm. Uh, so I really just kind of follow that whoever the artistic guide is inside of each of us. I think it's really important to build a healthy connection with whatever that voice is. So I've had so much fun. And obviously we've all been quarantined, so we feel alone a lot. So I've taken the time to figure out what I want to say as an artist.
0: That's awesome. What are some of those things?
2: I, I want to really encourage people to stand in their power. And whatever that is, if that means that you are soft and cuddly and that's who you are or if you are a power dragon whatever female and you want to just empower people just stand in who you are um yeah it's 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 very interesting to i mean you can tell people it 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 gets on the the line of my dad's a pastor so i don't want to preach at people but to be able to just shift the energy of somebody into a more positive state is is what i want to do and whether that's through a a love song or a let's go dance song or a get over your ex song whatever that is i just want to be able to convey that energy through my music
0: that's awesome you know back to something you said earlier i had a guy come up to me one time and say you inspired me to be a songwriter and and i said oh that's great why and he said well Hope this doesn't hurt your feelings, but I thought if he can do it, I can do it. <laughs> and I, and you know, I thought that was funny at first. But what I, my response to that after I thought about it was that is true. You know, if if I can do it, anybody else can do it. That you know is willing to work as hard and and you know make the sacrifices and do the things you know that that we've done to achieve what we've achieved with our music. You know most anybody can do that. You know, it's it's a lot more belief in yourself and hard work than it is some spectacular ability that was, you know, put in you at birth, I believe. You know, so I, I I now wear that proudly. I think if if I can do it, anybody can do it. That's beautiful.
2: And I think that's what I love too about the Songtown community is seeing all these different people who are pursuing their dream. It really does motivate you to have that, Community of people, where you can you can watch what they're doing and you see them winning. And I got this placement, and I got this TV show or whatever it is. It's so fun, and it is. It's if if one person can do it, anybody can do
0: it. Yeah, I mean, we've got a a woman in Songtown who's seventy. She's probably late seventies, and you know she'll post. I think she got ten or twelve songs recorded this year, and she's had songs out on the radio and. And that kind of thing, you know, and and she didn't start doing it until way, way later in life. And those examples just give you hope no matter what your situation, that you you can do things with your music and get it out there.
2: Absolutely. And I think for me, one of the things that took the pressure off of me, because especially living in L.A., it's like you want the Grammy. You want the major label giant record deal. You want the sellout arenas. And yes, that's amazing. And I want all of that. But I think to get down to the core of being an artist, at the end of the day, I just wanna sing. I wanna be able to create. And if you can come and create from that standpoint, it takes so much of the pressure off of, I need the number one and I need the record deal and I need the this and that and this and that. How beautiful is it that we are in a day and age where like you can create in your bedroom It didn't used to always be like that. You'd have to go to LA or you'd have to go to Nashville. You'd have to be in a record studio. I have a record studio in my second bedroom. That's amazing and beautiful. So I'm just so grateful that at the end of the day, like I can sing because for a lot of years, like literally my voice was gone. I couldn't sing at all. Um, So I think if you can take that pressure off of yourself, it really is. I mean, I think it's the most beautiful art form in the world.
0: Yeah. You know, the, the happiest people I know in the music business are people who have just figured out a way to make a living doing what they love, and sometimes that living is extravagant, and sometimes that living is very modest, but I don't see any difference in the happiness of those people. You know, I I think a lot of times we measure, um, we we think that more success equals more happiness, and I think you're right. You know, just if you have a way to do what you love... And make any kind of living at that that's just such a blessing absolutely well tell us what do you have any music out there right now that people should look for
2: do i have three songs right now out um there's one called uh one step at a time there's one called wish you well and there's one called leaving um they were all were written very different times um and they all have very different emotions um, but we have more music coming, 2021. Hopefully, an EP will be released. Hopefully, we'll be doing some touring, depending COVID willing. So, yeah, there's. Awesome. Hopefully, there will be so 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 much.
0: I hope so. I hope we're all vaccinated and out out there living yeah. our lives again.
2: I miss concerts.
0: I know. Me too. Well, thank you so much for being with us. We'll put all of your uh, info in the show notes where people can find your music and find you on social media and all that kind of stuff. And thanks for sharing your heart and your music with us.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: You're welcome. I hope you enjoyed that. We're going to play another Ellie Rivers song. This one's called Leaving. You say you want me for...
1: The day and you say you never ever walk away, but you do. Oh, you know you do. You say I'm running circles in your mind, and you say you always, always treat me right, but you lie. Oh, you know you lie. So even though I love you too. The girl's gotta do what she's gotta do She's got to do I'm leaving, leaving Oh baby, I'm leaving you I'm leaving, leaving Oh baby, this baby's through I'm leaving you no matter what you do And you'll swear on your life You slipped out Just one time They had done Make me cry
0: That was Leaving by Ellie Rivers. So, one of the new features we're going to have on the podcast is called Ask Marty and Clay. We have a forum in Songtown where people can ask us any question they have about songwriting or the business. And there's a lot of questions we get that we think a lot of people have. So, um, today I'm going to play you a clip from a series we have on Songtown called uh, Between the Rhymes about lyric writing. And this answers a question about should your chorus change or stay the same? Hope you enjoy. Hey everybody, this is Marty Dodson. Welcome to Songtown and our series Between the Rhymes on improving your lyric writing. Today I want to answer a question that we got in our uh, Ask Marty and Clay forum that I think is a great question that probably a lot of people have. And the question was, how do you know when to let your chorus change or to keep it the same? So in general, my answer to that question is, if I can possibly keep my chorus the same, I do. And the reasoning is that the chorus is sort of the home base that that gives the audience a place to come back to that's familiar, that they can learn quickly, that they can sing along with, and therefore they feel like they're participating in the song. And if the chorus changes, it's really hard for an audience to remember and to do that. And it's a little harder for the artist to remember as well. So I'm going to take you through uh, several different songs of mine that have been recorded and talk to you about kind of the thinking behind the reason we did the chorus the way we did so this first one's a song called fire it up and it was a number one with Joe Cocker and the chorus goes like this and a heart said fire it up and her soul said fire it up and her mind said fire it up So in that song, we decided to do just those three little short things. Let Her heart said fire it up, her soul said fire it up, her mind said fire it up, and let love live again. And the first time my co-writer, Johnny Reed, played this at a festival, he's an artist in Canada, he, he showed me a video of 60,000 people singing that second chorus. So they had heard this chorus one time, and they were able to sing it the second time. And that just showed me the power of, a really simple repetitive chorus that's easy to latch on to now the second example is even more extreme than that so this one's a song called doing It country songs that Blake Shelton recorded and the chorus goes like this I like doing it to country songs I like doing it to country songs I like doing it Songs, it to songs. so in that chorus we literally just said the hook over and over and over and we probably spent an hour and a half on that song trying to come up with uh, another line that would be better to insert in there to add some new information and we finally just decided you know what it feels really good uh, we probably ought to just go with it like it is and so that's what we did So this third example was a a number one with Kenny Chesney. And um, the chorus in this one changes a little bit. And then I'll tell you why after I play it. Everybody wanna go to heaven Have a mansion high above the clouds Everybody wanna go to heaven But nobody wants All right, so the second chorus then goes, Everybody wanna go to heaven, get their wings and fly around. Everybody wanna go to heaven, but nobody wanna go now. So that second line changes from have a mansion high above the clouds to get their their wings and fly around. And then here comes the third chorus. Everybody want to go to heaven. Reach the other place, there ain't no doubt. Everybody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to go now. And then we have a fourth chorus, and it goes. Everybody want to go to heaven. Hallelujah, let me hear. Nobody want to go to heaven, but nobody want to go down. So the second line of that chorus changes every time. Originally, we just had Have a Mansion High Above the Clouds. And as we played it over and over, uh, and we're about to demo it, my co-writer, Jim Collins, said, You know, I think I'm getting a little bored with that chorus. It's so short. It doesn't say all that much. Maybe it needs to change, just to keep it fresh. So we got together and we uh, talked about other things we could say, and we came up with these four different things. And the way we decided which song, which one went where was we tried to pick, we, we tried to make them get funnier every time. So the first one is have a mansion high above the clouds. Second one's get their wings and fly around. Third one is probably the funniest. Beats the Other Place, There Ain't No Doubt. And then the fourth one, Hallelujah, Let Me Hear You Shout, was designed to try to get the audience to participate. So we want the audience to go, woo, at at that point. One interesting thing about this song was uh, that when I've seen Kenny Chesney perform it, the audience sings along on these other three lines, and a lot of the audience doesn't sing along on that second line every time. And I think it's because they can't remember what order... They come in and they don't want to be singing it wrong. no. So as you're writing your songs, I suggest, you know, first of all, just trying to make it where the chorus stays the same every time. Uh, if there's a song in which it just has to change to advance the story, then don't fight that. Go with it. I have a song that Craig Morgan cut called The Fish Weren't Biting. And just by the nature of the story, we were telling that the chorus had to change a little bit. So we tried to keep, as much of the chorus the same as we could, but there are places where it changes. But uh, my recommendation is to start off trying to keep the chorus the same. If you can't do that, then change it, and change it as little as possible. But the big thing you want to remember is that you really want to give the audience that, that home base, that familiar place, so that even if some things are changing, like in, in Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven, they can sing Everybody Wants to Go to Heaven, Nobody want to Go Now at the end of that chorus so that it's not just a completely unfamiliar uh, piece for them. And if you think back to the songs that you love and big hit songs that that you like to sing along with and that you remember, chances are they've got those choruses that stay the same. So if you're trying to write commercially, uh, there's real value in simplicity and repetition in your chorus and just letting the chorus be a piece that repeats over and over. Hope that's helpful, and I'll see you soon. All right, if you'd like to learn more about Songtown, you can check it out, songtown.com, get 10 free videos. We've also got two books, uh, one called Song Building, Writing Better Lyrics, and another called The Songwriter's Guide to Mastering Co-Writing, and the links to both of those are in the show notes. I've got one more Ellie Rivers song for you as we leave called Wish You Well. Uh, please follow us, subscribe, rate us wherever you listen to podcasts, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Mm-hmm.
1: i wish you were I can't fix this. God knows I tried. I couldn't. Missed- Bear the thought of you is someone